I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And this episode is actually one of the very, very few episodes that doesn't represent a pillar of Hamilton. Uh, this is an episode about life with someone who is incredibly special to me. Though she is not from Hamilton, I had to have her on this show. Her name is Jan Lisa Paris. I've known her basically my entire life. She just wrote a book called Times in My Mind, and her life story is just incredible, inspiring, and I wanted you to hear it, and I had to speak to her about it. This episode is dedicated to someone who helped raise me and Jan Lisa. Her name is Lily Mae Shelley. This one goes out to you, Lily Mae Shelley. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my very, very good friend, Jan Lisa Paris. Cord. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Hello, is Jan Lisa there? Hi, I'm here. Hi, I'm sorry. It's all good. What is up, Jan Lisa? (laughs) Nothing much, Sam. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's it been? Uh, I don't know, 30 years? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I say about 30, 30 years. Wow. Wow. I'm 52. I'm not ashamed of my age. <laughs> <laughs> and could you, man, who would have thought when you were babysitting? Uh, first of all, a question. What, mm-hmm. How tough was it babysitting me and Rochelle? Oh, no, it wasn't tough at all. Oh, my God, Sam. You, you are the best baby ever. Come on. Yes, Sam, you were. Sam, you ate your breakfast in your high chair. <laughs> and you watched and you watched um uh Sesame Street. Oh and when, and when it was time for you to go to take your nap, you took your nap and everything was perfect. I mean it was so perfect. Wow. Wow. This interview is going so well already. <laughs> Yo, Jan Lee's hey, uh, hey, we got someone here who has to say a hello right over here. Okay. Hey, it's me, Hi. Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle, how are you? I'm doing Hi. so good to hear your voice now. I have a oh, big smile on my face. Sounded like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Jan Lisa, um, in the uh-huh. we already did the introduction, so I, we let everyone know our relationship and how we know you, so we can get okay. we can get right into it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So you have recently taken, uh, uh, you've done something huge. You have written a book about your life, and it's called "Tunes in My Head." Am I correct? No, times in my mind. Times in my mind. Wow, someone our fact checker over here is fired. <laughs> Thanks, Helen. Sorry. All right, so your book, I might even edit that out. All right, so your book is Times in My Mind, and we need to know what what inspired you to do this? What what got you to want to write a book about your life? Um, well, through uh, mental health counseling for more than 14 years plus, um, 
uh, I've always wanted to write a book about my life, but if it wasn't for the mental health counseling, I could not have written the, the book. And I've always wanted to help those who are still out here um, feeling like they can't go on because of the things that have happened in their life and uh, from childhood on up and they thinking they can't make it. They can make it because I made it. And this book inspired my life really inspires me now because of where I'm at today at age 52. So now I have a question. I'd love to know were some of those, some of the people that inspired you to write this book and some of the people that inspired you while you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Who were they? So, well, my, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My grandma, Leo. Oh, yes. Yes. This uh, is what we are so very excited to talk about, Jam Lisa. Like, we are uh, the, just the fact of the matter that my sister is here from Israel. I barely get to see her. And here we are talking to the granddaughter of someone who has made an impact on our life that we cannot put into words. What she did for us. And the way she was patient with us and loved us. And I, I have some stories I want to tell you eventually, but she, to us, she was everything. So I'm so curious to find out what you have to say about how she inspired you because I wasn't there for any of that. I, I, it was like she was with us and then she was with you. So I cannot, right. I cannot wait to hear about your experience with Lily Mae Shelley. We are dying to know how she affected your life. Well, my grandmother, Lily Mae Shelley, um, was, was everything to me. I mean, she was my world. I mean, just to, just to see her when I went over her house or um, just, to, just to touch her or just to just be close to her was what was my everything and her voice when she talked to oh, me her voice um when, when when she called me on the phone um when she gave me encouragement when she uh when i was always going out of town with her from a little girl on up i was the only one really traveling with her because none of my brothers and sisters really wanted to travel so i did because me and my grandmother was really close and and um she is she was warm she was loving she was kind she um never did any harm to no one Mm -mm. she always said that if i do any harm she'll do it to herself oh she will never she will never do any harm to no one the most special Um, lady in the whole world yes she she was she she was my everything. She she spoiled me. She spoiled me, but I was a good spoil, you know. She's yeah, no, she no. It's not like she spoiled people with anything other than what everyone needs as a child, and that's love and attention. Right, right, and attention, and she gave it to me. She, oh my God, talking to her every day, 
uh, I could tell her about anything, anything from A to Z, you know. Can I and, tell um, Can I tell you a yeah. little story about uh, Lisa? I mean, uh, uh, about Lil. Yes, of course. So, <laughs> it, I didn't understand it when it happened, but uh-huh. this is what happened. So I was a big horror movie fan. I still am. And so Lil, for many, many years, would watch with me. The, you ever hear of Friday the 13th? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> here she is, Lily Mae Shelley, watching these horror movies with me year after year. And, like, she's just doing it all the time. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Lil loves this. She loves these movies. She loves watching it with me. And finally... I would say after a decade of watching these movies, I asked her one more time. I was like, hey, Lil, I got a new Friday 13th. You want to watch it? And she said, oh, no, Sammy. And I was like, wait, you don't? Why? And she's like, I, those movies scare me. I don't like them at all. And I was just like, wait a minute. How is that possible? We've been watching them for 10 years. And at the, see, the, the thing is, is like at the time, I didn't get it. But I get it now. She literally watched movies with me that she hated for 10 right. years because she knew it was important to me. Yes. Yes. And that was, that was her. What was important to you was important to her. If, if, if she felt that that was important to you, she, she, she took it in and, and made you feel, you know, and, and accepted it because it was something that you wanted. You know, she didn't, she didn't make it about her. Well, I'm really wondering, what is something that Lil said to you as you were growing up that really stuck with you your whole life? Wow. Um, that one thing, uh, uh, of course, there's many things, but this one thing she always said, she always said, answer your phone. What? No matter what, uh, no matter what time of day it was, what what time you know, it gets twenty four seven. If your phone rings, if somebody calls you, you pick up your phone because you never know who may be out there that needs you, family or whoever. No and way. She, yes, yes. My grandmother, she always answered her phone. I don't care what time of night it was, twenty four seven. My grandmother answered her phone. This was a time before caller ID. <laughs> yes, yes. And this was a time before caller ID. So she didn't even know what was going to be on the other end. No, no, she didn't. She didn't know who was going to be on the other end, but she knew if they called her, it had to be something, you know, and if she could help or whatever, she did. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen who are listening, um, I know we've stressed it once and I just want to stress it one more time. There's nothing bad you can say about Lily Mae Shelley. This woman who, who helped raise myself and my sister and Jan Lisa and anyone who was in her life, she treated like people should be treated. Yeah. So much patience, so much love, so much encouragement, such a special woman that made others feel special. And she did. She did. I'm telling you. So let's talk about the book. Um, what is this book? Okay. So the book is about your life. Um, and, and how do you write it? Is this just a, a chronicle of uh, your life as a child or uh, your entire adult life? How, how does it go? 
it, it, it goes from, from the time I was a little baby when my grandmother, you know, told me about the things when I was a little baby. Um, it, it, it's things that are right now that I, I look at the different times uh, in my life and, and most of the things are like times in my mind that, which is the name of the book, um, that I, I linger on to. Um, but I'm glad I, I'm, 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 I'm glad I'm 52 years old and I live through it, you know, so. Are you, I don't, I don't know if you're willing to, to give away this information, but are you willing to talk about, you know, briefly, I know you want people to read your book, but like, are you, are you able to give people like a little insight to some of the things that you had to deal with that you were able to break through from and, and be who you are today? Well, I, I don't mind at all. Um, well, um, I, I can, I can say this, that, um, well, my mother, she's 74 years old, and it was some things when I was a child that was put on me at a very young age, and um, based on my, mo- my mother's addiction. My mother is addicted to um, crack. Um, and I'm pretty sure everybody kind of know what that is. Um, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And, and Okay. And, and um, you know, I, I pretty much kind of re- helped raise my brothers and sisters with my grandmother. How old, um, how old were you when you started really taking over as a, as a parent figure to your younger siblings? Well, um, I feel like, uh, well, in the book, um, I'm not going to say in the book, I'll, I'll say around 11 years old, um, I started taking on um, adult duty. Wait, hold on. Um, Jan Lisa, are you, did you, are you close to your phone? It, the sound got a little funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you, you yeah, whenever you do that, it gets really quiet. Um, but so okay. can you repeat that? We didn't really hear it. Okay. Um, well, when I was around 11 years old, um, on or about that age, um, I uh, kind of took on some adult things that um, I knew that I, I should not have taken on these things. I knew that my mother should have done these things, but because I was the oldest girl and I had siblings, um, six, five siblings up under me, and I had to, to do... Um, um, things that, that my mother should have done. Um, but, but to me at that time, it was okay because I was looking out for my siblings. Oh my God. And they were everything to me, you know, um, all the way up, all the way up through their, some of their high school years. Um, I took care of them and like like I was their mother, you know. I was like the the first or second one on their their um parent list. So I, I, I yeah, and I'm a teacher of uh, of eleven year olds, so I know what the average eleven year old does in their daily life. You know, they do their homework, they go to school, uh, they probably clean the room a little bit, maybe if uh, make their bed or whatever. But um. Yeah, go to team sports at the end of the day and, and uh, watch a little TV. 
as an 11 year old with this responsibility, what was, what did your day look like? Well, um, we got up and I dressed them and they got dressed and, um, all the way up to the one that, uh, was in, in the second grade, the third grade. And we went on to school (laughs) and, um, I made sure we came home together. Um, um, what else? Um, I didn't, I wasn't in any activities at that age. Um, I just, I just looked after them and um, making sure that no harm came to them. Um, I remember my mom one day went out of town and left me with my my siblings and my the baby boy. He was sleeping in the bed and and I was downstairs and someone screamed from the window. Uh, the baby getting ready to fall out the window. The baby and I ran upstairs. And I grabbed him just in time because he had just woke up. He was just a baby and he was crawling toward the window. And that, and back in those days, you can raise the window up and there was no uh, screen in the window where I was at. Um, and he could have just crawled right out of the window. And um, so I thank God for that person that did that. And if that person reads this book, she'll know who she is. She's <laughs> the one that saved him. She saved him. Wow. And I thank God for her. Wow. Um, When your days got really tough, how did you get through it? What kept you going? um, Because my grandmother was there. If it wasn't for my grandmother, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Lily Mae Shelley, I don't know who I would be today. Yeah, we could say the same. We could say the same, Um, absolutely. You know, I I have a question about her. And you know what? I know we're doing a podcast now and other people are going to be listening. But this is just like something that I've wondered since I was a kid. Because, you know, I kind of knew what was going on. But, you know, I didn't think much of it as a kid. You know, you don't, you don't, you just don't do that when you're a kid. Um, But as I got older, I thought to myself, like, what was this other life of Lil's like, like, what was she doing? I knew that her her daughter was doing, you know, having these issues. So I never talked about it with her, even though I wanted to, but I would never dare. So how was Lil through all of this? Oh, my grandmother was so stressed out. Oh, my grandmother, she, she cried a lot. Um, she was stressed a lot. Um, uh, I'll say that we cried and we stressed together, you know. Yeah. But but my grandmother was strong, though. Through her tears and through her stressing, she was still this strong woman. She was resilient, you know. Um, she Of course, she went to work every day. <laughs> yes, she did. You all know that. You all know that. Yes, and, we do. Um, she came home and, and me and her would talk on the phone and Oh, I was there at the house when I was living with her and, and, and when I wasn't living with her. Um, but Grandma Leah was just, she probably didn't display it to you all, but she was, she was a weary, warrior. She, she worried a lot about yeah, her daughter. But to, to a testament to her is that she, gosh, she never talked about that with us. And I'm saying she was, she was with us and it's not like she was closed off. She loved us and we had our own life with her, 
but she never right. brought these sadnesses. It's almost like to me at that time that did not exist. Right. Right. She, she knew how to, 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 to carry on. She, she, she knew how to keep her head held high. She always told me to keep my head up and she kept her head up despite whatever was going on in, in her life. Um, through her daughter, you know, would it be and, and watch? Go ahead. Would it be safe to say that not only is she our hero, but she was your hero your whole entire life until this day? Yes. Oh my God, my grandmother was my whole entire life. I'm telling you. Um, but I, I look at her pictures now, and now I can look at her pictures um, and, and 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 talk to her in a spiritual way, you know. And say thank you, and uh, again, you know. <laughs> and um, this morning, um, I, I'm going to say that I had a moment. Uh, I couldn't cry. I couldn't cry for nothing. But I knew I had to cry. Let it out. Let it out. Right. Because I just want. I just want to talk to her. And and all of a sudden, it came. The tears came, and I felt so good. And I and it was like I was praying to God, but I was also trying to talk to her at the same time. Oh, I can relate big time. So is, is the entire book, is it based on your childhood or does it go beyond that? It's based on my childhood and it, it carries on through college. Um, when I joined the military, um, it goes on all the way up until the coronavirus last year. <laughs> I have some times in there. Wow. I remember hearing about it when you joined the military. What did Lil think about that? Oh, she was so happy and proud of me. She was she was very happy. You know, I knew she would miss me and I would miss her, but I had to go to basic training and and I came back after basic training, um, to visit, of course, and, and um then I was stationed in Fort Hood. Um, then I came back again to visit, and um, she she was so proud of me. She was very proud of me. She was. She would talk about that all the time with us. So, <clears throat> you're writing. The, was the inspiration to write this book so that you could reach people who are like you, going through a time that might feel like it's never going to end? You know what? Yes, 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 indeed. I've always had in my in my heart to help young folks that are going through the things that are similar to what I've been through all my life to help so they can hear, so they can know that they can do it, that they can make it despite despite whatever, you know, the drugs. And, and when I used to fight my, my mother's boyfriend, I had to fight him. Like, you know? are you talking about physical? Yes, yes, physical, physical fight him. To, so, you know, I would take up for my brothers and sisters and, and don't, no one knew, no one ever knew what, what, what was going on inside of me. But I would go to school, even through high school, I, I had perfect attendance because wait, Jan Lisa, Lisa, did you do that thing again? <laughs> huh? Oh, that uh, we couldn't hear you for a second. Go on, go on. Oh, okay. Well, where did I stop? You said you went to high school. I, I went to high school every day. I had perfect attendance, and Whoa. that was my that, that was my escape. 
you know, away from oh. the inside of the home. Gosh. You know, I used to, you yeah. know, but when I came home, you know, I made sure my brothers and sisters got their homework and, and I would help them with their homework. And then all of a sudden, this, oh, it was always something, you know, I was fighting for them or, or arguing for them or taking up for them because, because of this man in the home, you know, and, um, and go ahead. Well, I, I definitely want to hear more about that. Um, but there's something very personal I want to tell you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you see what, what you said that school was your escape. Um, yeah. I, I have to be honest up into this very day. Like I almost feel like it's not fair. Like Lisa would come to us and we had this like very lucky life where we Lil. just had, what's that? Lil. Lil. Yeah. When she would come and we would just have this very lucky, easy life and school to me, the, what you said about school is blowing me away because like when we went to school, that was like, that was like, no, that was like a break from the fun. <laughs> that was like, no, we had to go to school, but because oh. you, you you're living this other life where school is the escape. It's just, you know, we've, I've always felt kind of the bad about that because I never got to know you guys very well, but I always knew about you guys and thought about you guys. And I always felt bad that, you know, uh, we got all this for, for free. It just came to us because we were born into it. And, and then Lil's taking care of all you and you have to go through what you have to go through. And I can't help but feel bad about that. But I don't want you to feel bad. Don't feel bad. Please don't. You know, Grandma Leah would not want you to feel like that. I know. I know. But I, just like me, me being able to, after 37 years, I finally uh, get, dang, 38. I'm 38. After 38 huh? years, I get to tell you how I truly feel. It just means a lot just being able to tell you that, you know? We've always felt like right. we're family, but we've always yes, had. We are. Yes, but we've always had this sense of shame almost that we felt like we had it much easier than all of you. Well, I mean, I don't want you to feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel bad. I just, you just, just know that what we shared with Grandma Leah was everything. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was everything. And she taught all of us. You all as well. Um, And she just, she loved us. Uh, all of us. I have a and, friend uh, who's who's listening to this right now who knew Lil, and she's crying. Oh, okay. She's crying over here. Sorry, oh, Helen. No, I'm ca- I'm calling you out, but it's only because she met Lil. She knows Lil very well. Yeah, through okay. it, it, for a few years, Lil would come visit us, and she got to know her. It's just that impact she had on people. It, right. It's I unbelievable. And you said her name was Helen? Mm-hmm. Helen. Helen's, uh, Helen's here. Uh, yeah. she, she has the headphones I, I remember on. hearing that name from my grandmother. Yeah, she, she was our best friend. friend. Right, right. I remember that name. Hi, Helen. Hi. <laughs> Wait, Helen, say hey. <laughs> I'm trying to say hey for my tears. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so <clears throat> this book, uh, when did you start? When did you finish? How long was this process? Okay, well... Um, Last year in January, I started this book. Um, every morning, I would get up at 3 a.m. in the morning and um, continue to write. Um, the book would be thicker than it is, and, but 
because I took out a lot of things. Um, but um, I it took at least three three months. I mean, to finish writing the book, and um, but it was a hard three months. It was a a a grueling three months. What was hard it was, about it? Um, all the memories, all the I had to bring up inside of me, and and what I what I've been through um, on on a piece of paper. You know, I, I know that I I can I can think it and remember it, but to write it down, mm. did it really was, bring you was, back? Yes, yes, it took a lot out of me. It it was like a draining. It it drained me. But I finally finished it uh, in three months. Every day I would get up. Every day, not one day went by I didn't, I didn't get up and write something. Um, Did you enjoy but, the process? Um, you know what? Through my mental health counseling, um, which helped me to get through the process and and to and to end it. I can say I did it. You know, I, 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 I did it. Something I've always wanted to do. And if it wasn't for my mental health, um, counseling, therapy, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to even start the book. Well, you talked about that earlier. You mentioned that you, this counseling, you've been doing it for 14 years. Um, what is it about this counseling that's making such a profound impact on you? Um, I got to know who Jan Lisa was. I never knew who I was. You know, I was always um, uh, the person that someone wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. Like my brothers and sisters and my mother. Whatever they wanted me to be, I was that person. Mm -hmm. Because I had to help raise them and, and my mother and her addiction and, and putting things on me, you know. So I never knew who Jan Lisa was. And, and through my counseling, I got to know who I was. I got to know that this wasn't my problem. I got to know that, um, give it back, put it back where it belonged. You know, it was always on me. It was always on me. Everything was in me. I had to, I had to release so much. And, and to this day, I thank God for mental health therapy. I am still in mental health therapy. And, and I will forever, I don't know, I, I can say today that I will forever be a part of mental health therapy because uh, it, it has really changed, um, changed a lot in my life, you know. What and would I you say, to, because the thing about um, mental health therapy is that it, it's almost like stigmatized, like people feel like, oh, if I go to therapy, like people think I'm crazy or you, you know what I mean? It's it, the, the idea right. of going is stigmatized for a lot of people. What would you say right. to, to people who, who probably need, which is, <laughs> I would say most people could use. Yeah. It's not, yeah. what would you say to those people who, who, who don't think they should go? Uh, well, it, mental health therapy is like you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth. You want your teeth to be white. And you, but but you have all these other things going on in in your mind. Uh, it relieves stress, uh, anxiety, um, 
um, it, it, it's everything. We, we have our, we have to take care of our mind. We have to take care of our teeth. We have to take care of our body. Mm. Well, why can't we take care of our mind? So true. So true. So who is Jan Lisa? Right. After all these years of therapy, you figured it out. Who is Jan Lisa? Mm-hmm. Well, Jan Lisa, um, I, you know, I, I always pride myself on on being like my grandmother. <laughs> and you know <laughs> and, and and um pretty much I, I have a lot of her ways. A lot of her ways. But Jan Lisa is still Wait Jan Lisa, Jan Lisa, you're back. Wait, we can't hear you. Okay. Can you can get, you hear me now? Uh try again. Can you hear me now? There you are. <laughs> All right, go on. I'm sorry. You good. Uh um, Jan Lisa is this loving, kind-hearted, giving, will give you her last $2. <laughs> mm. Jan Lisa is fun. She loves to, to joke around. I, I love to laugh. Um, I, I love, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I can be quiet now. I can be a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my peace. Jan Lisa loves peace of mind. Peace of mind is everything to me these days. They are everything. And um, so Jan Lisa is a wonderful person. I, I, oh, I got to say, like, I feel I don't feel like I'm talking to Lil. I feel like I'm talking to Lil's granddaughter. Me too. And to me... <laughs> That's just as good as talking to Lil. I like, feel so happy right now hearing your voice. <laughs> I feel happy to hear so, y'all voice. So um, this might be a tough question, and I don't know if it's rude or not, but I have to ask. Um, to the people who, who didn't make life easy for you, are you are, do you believe that anyone like that is going to read this book? And also, do you think that your family is going to read this book? Well, um my sister that is next to me under me uh she read the book and um she she thanked she thanked me um for for doing the things i've done uh for her and she thanked me for opening up to writing the book and um and some things she did to me uh, throughout the years, you know, as she got older, mm. she thanked me for putting it in the book. And um, my my other ba- my baby sister, she has the book. She haven't read the book, but she read the inserts online. And I think she's afraid to read the book. Yeah, I imagine it's got to be nerve wracking to start yeah, start yeah. that journey. Yeah, she, she, yeah. I hope one day my mother will read the book um, because I did inform my mother that I was writing a book and, and what it's going to practically be about. Wait, wait, that was so important, but we're not hearing you again. Uh, could, okay, let me. Yeah, say that me. again. So you are hoping, so you are hoping that your mother reads the book. Yes, I'm hoping that my mother reads the book. Can you hear me well now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're crystal now. Is, can I ask oh. about your mom? Is she how is she nowadays? Um, if the, if, how is your relationship with her? Well, you know, my relationship with my mom uh, has been very stressful all my life. 
And even at her age 74, um, I love her dearly. And of course, there's a lot of things in the book that is, is basically about her, you know, right. <laughs> but um, it would never, it, 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 it would never um, take the, take the fact that um, I love her. She's my mother and I love her. And, and, and there, there's nothing else I can say is I love her and I respect her. Um, I, does she, I would never, does she feel uh-huh. any, any sadness about, you know, the past? Well, uh, we've had conversations. Um, I had to release and let go and just tell her how I felt. And, um, and she, 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 she has expressed how she felt, you know, sadness forward. But, but since she's still on, on the uh, drugs, to me, I don't know <laughs> if, if that is a case of she's been on it so long that she don't know how to get off or just feeling guilty. It's been a long time. I don't time. know. Yeah. Yeah. 74 years old. And as far as I know, she's been on drugs for since I was 17. Wow. Wow. Well, but me and, I'm sorry. No, you go. Go ahead. But me and my sister, then we were debating when I was 17. They said around about 14. So I say 17. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a long time anyway. Yes. Well, I'm so happy that this story of yours does have a very, very happy ending. Yes, it does. It really does have a happy ending because, um, I just thank God that I made it made it this far. I'm 52. I, I'm doing well. Uh, I retired. Um, um, I accomplished a lot. Um, I I went on to college and and that was um, and I, I earned different degrees and certifications. Amazing. And, and I I and and see going to college and going to school with during the time I was going to school and going to college and in the military. And it was a way, a way out to me. Going to school was, was a way to relieve a lot. Wow. So listen, Jan Lisa on my show, this is the first time I hope, you know, this is the first time I've ever done this specific show with someone over the phone, but there's no one. In fact, I got to tell you, this is the first one. It's called the Pillars of Hamilton. This is the first time I've had a guest on who's not from Hamilton. So we're doing a lot of firsts here. And normally when I have a guest on, we do something called the chat back where you're going to pick a, a question and answer it. And I don't know what it's going to be, but it should be fun. Before we get to the chat pack, Rochelle did have one more question for you. Rochelle. Yes, oh. I've got to hear about your reunions. Lil would wait for them mm. every single year. And I would be so jealous. I would want to join you all every single year. And I have to know, which was the most memorable? What did you love about it? Oh, my God. Well, we've been doing family reunions since 1985. 86. We've been doing a uh, family reunion since ni- uh, 
uh, official family reunion since 1986. And it's been an annual reunion. And last year was the only year that we couldn't do it, of course. Mm. But um, Grandma Lil would not miss a reunion. Oh, man. we these These things sounded epic. Yes. Yes, and they were because... We can't. Oh, we have a big, a huge family. And of course, we will have a reunion um, in different states, so that way we can share the responsibility among everyone instead of just having it in one single state. And um, no matter what, Grandma Leo was there, and they were all about love and togetherness and getting to know new family members and and new kids that were born, and you know. And the food and everything, and it, it was everything. Mm. It was everything to her, and um, she went to. I don't. I mean, I can't even say she missed one. If she <laughs> did, somebody else probably would know. But I, I can't remember a family reunion she missed. Yeah, they sounded so cool. But uh, now I have a question, Jan Lisa. Okay. Are you ready for the chat pack? Yes, I am. All right. Normally, I have a guest just pick one from the the cards, but here I have cards marked one through six. So you can pick a number one through six, and that will be the card with the question. Okay. Um, The number will be one. Oh, going straight for one. Here we go. Ooh, this is a fun one. If you were a multimillionaire, where would you be, and what do you believe you would be doing at this very moment. Okay, where would I be? Hold on, I'm gonna repeat. I'm gonna repeat it. You think about it. If you were a multimillionaire, where would you be, and what would you be doing? At blah, 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 I'm gonna repeat it one last time. <laughs> if you were a multimillionaire, where would you be, and what do you believe you would be doing at this very moment? Oh my goodness. Okay. I would, <laughs> I would be, oh my God. I, I would be somewhere around my grandkids in Virginia. Um, and what would you be doing with these grandkids of yours? I would be showing them or teaching them about life. You know, um, I, I would want to travel with them, um, teach them about life, um, take them to museums and different things. I know these are things you don't have to be a millionaire to do, but I would just be free to do whatever with You can them. go wherever, it's- any country you want in the world. <laughs> and I... I um, it, it it's like I would just travel the world with them. Uh, I love it to teach them and to to teach them so they can grow, so they can know that this is not the only place you 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 can be, you know, and and teach them they can be anything, you know. It's all about my grandkids now, you know. It's just I, it's just all about them. You're the new Lil. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Big shoes to fill, but it sounds like you've got it. <laughs> oh, All right, we got one more for you. You picked one, which leaves okay. you two through six. Okay, um, four. Four, two, three, four. Here we go. 
<laughs> this is totally going against like the whole podcast. <laughs> this is just this is just so random out of everything we've talked about. Okay, question: What is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> what is that thing that just irks you when people do it, or whatever? It doesn't have to be people. It could be a uh, uh, the toilet paper is in the wrong direction, or whatever. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my god! Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm a spill it. I'm OCD. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah, how does that uh, affect you? Um, well, uh, taking out the trash. I, I can't stand for trash to be piled <laughs> up. That's, oh my god! You know, I, I empty the trash cans. Um, even if it's a two pieces of paper in the bathroom trash can, I'll empty it into the big trash can. Mm. <laughs> we You're are getting so real. Cute. We are getting real here. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. All right. And the way we always end this podcast, Jan Lisa, is by giving shout outs. So if there's anyone out there, uh I know there's no one here in Hamilton you're gonna give a shout out, but maybe if you share this uh share this podcast, someone out there will listen to it. So who would you like to give a shout out to? I would like give a shout out to my husband Daryl Paris um he has been such um a a friend to me he has been everything to me loving me for who I am loving me for all the things that I've gone through he has been everything, understanding and just there for me. And I just want to tell him that I appreciate him and I love him so much. Oh, my gosh. That's so wonderful. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing to us, Jan Lisa? <laughs> More water works over here. <laughs> Jan Lisa, this is, interview has been everything I wanted and more. You are so awesome. I want to say goodbye and stay in touch, and we love Yo, you. So much. We love you so much. I love you all more than you ever know. All right. Hey, we're going to post the link to your book. Hey, and for anyone who wants to buy your book, how do they get it? Well, you can uh, get my book um, by going to Times in My Mind book dot com that is my uh book website and you can just click on the link that says click for purchase and it'll give you options for amazon books a million barnes and noble do you think you if book- people go uh, just straight to amazon could they find it yes you can go straight to those, those sites um just times in my mind book um dot com is just my book website as well you know you can read about me things about me as well right on listen we are gonna get off this interview and get on amazon and i can't wait to read it and i hope the listeners read it too and jan lisa thank you for doing this and you are amazing oh thank you all you are all as well you inspire us (laughs) bye jan lisa bye bye
Hey guys, it's me, Sam. If you haven't heard by now, I have a new show with my friend named Dan Morrow. It's called The Nostalgia Cafe. We're interviewing celebrities and talking about all your favorite things from your childhood. It can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere you find your podcast. So check out The Nostalgia Cafe.